You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. I'm your host, Kate Agnew. Joining us today is Andy DeSantis, fondly known as Andy the RD. Um, He's a registered dietitian and health writer with a degree in food humor based in Toronto, Canada. (laughs) Um, And Andy is incredibly passionate about blogging, creating engaging Instagram content and collaborating with other dietitians. So welcome, Andy. Thanks for having me, Kate. Happy to be here. I'm really excited to catch up with you. Uh, You are our first Canadian on the Dietitian Connection podcast. (laughs) As I pointed out earlier, yes. yes. Um, And we've also been in contact over social media for some time. So really cool to finally connect over the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> can't wait to start can't wait to get started yeah so today we're going to be talking about health writing blogging instagram and really um a lot of things that andy has mastered and um he's going to share a lot of tips with you so uh, it's going to be very very exciting um i actually thought we could start off by maybe you telling me how you got insta uh, so how you got into insta health writing all the cool stuff that you do Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I got into everything at pretty much the same time. You know, when I got into uh, private practice, which is my primary business, I um, I did everything I could to draw attention to my website and my brand and my business. And and all I thought was, OK, I mean, I need to have a blog. Everybody else has a blog and I like writing. And I, I'm like, OK, Insta. I never imagined being on Instagram, but I'm like, OK, Instagram, I can put the link to my blog content on Instagram that people can see pictures and click on my website and people can find me on there. And it all was based on drawing traffic to my site and my business. So that's why I got started uh, on Instagram. And of course I never imagined it would turn into, you know, obviously it's a, it's a modest following that I'm proud of, but I never imagined it would become anything. So it's pretty awesome. And so it's just been building um, over time. Yeah, you know, I learn new tricks and tips and people who have been following me know that I evolve. I, I started off with pictures of my dog and then I started off with pictures of my dog and, and fruit together in the same. And then I started, <laughs> you know, doing memes and like I always evolve and I kind of like see what people entertains people and I try and like produce that and always connecting back to a message, um, which generally is my my blog work, you know, my writing, which is obviously a big part of what I do. And I've always loved writing and kind of had writing as a, a skill since I was young. And it's just a natural, it's so natural for me to combine writing and nutrition, which are two of my favorite activities. So yeah. And so what point did you discover your passion for writing? Oh, I mean, I, I feel like I've always enjoyed academic writing as a kid. I, I haven't really done acad- too much academic writing at a, like a postgraduate level, but through undergrad and high school, I loved writing. And I was actually, I had a lot of jobs as a writer for a home renovation uh, magazine growing up. Oh, no. So, which I still write for today. It's that, that actual magazine has gone bankrupt, but there's another one <laughs> that's wow. come out. Um, so yeah, so I've always been writing. I've written as a job and now I've turned it into an integral part of my business and also as a alternative income stream, which I think we're going to talk about 
later today too yeah, so yeah yeah totally and um who do you think is your major um audience and who reads your writing i i, I think uh, the impression i get is there's a i get a lot of dietitians and nutrition students uh like to read my stuff and i don't know if that's because they're the most vocal on social media and maybe they feel more comfortable engaging with me because we're colleagues um or you know if they're nutrition students Essentially, we're still colleagues, right? Rather than nutrition students or fellow professionals, we're all colleagues. And I get the impression that those are the people. But at the same time, I'd like to think there are a lot of, uh, you know, everyday people and, and clients. I've had clients come into my office, say, you know, I followed you on Insta. I read your blog. And, you know, here I am. Um, I had a guy in my office who was there for a chiropractic appointment. He asked if it was a dietitian. The, the front desk said my name. He's like, oh, I think this guy is a, a – he said he, he has a famous blog, quote, unquote. Obviously, famous is not the right word, right? I was like, sure, <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. Like, it was like me. It was me, right? So I yeah. thought that was really cool. That really yeah. made me happy. And then he became my client after that. So, yeah. And so um, what do you think uh, – what do you think um, are the opportunities that can come of, um, yeah, health writing? I mean, you've already mentioned sure. someone knew your blog, but, you know, what are the – what are all the amazing things that can come from having a blog and putting your work out there? Right. Oh, okay. So there's there's numerous numerous things, and I've I'm a big advocate for nutrition students to have a blog. I guess I'll just list them off. I think first and foremost, I think it's the best way um, to engage in like continuing education and professional development because when you write about a topic, unless you're not very diligent, you're going to have to learn about the topic very well, which forces you to engage the latest research, the latest science, perhaps engage with a colleague who's an expert in the area. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's the first one. That's easy. And it makes you a better professional. Second of all, your blog becomes your portfolio. So if people come across your website, your brand, and they see you have all this high quality writing, okay, well, maybe I'm going to work with this guy. Um, you know, Maybe I want to be his client. Maybe I want to pay him to write something. Maybe I want to do a bigger project with him. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of opportunities. People have seen my writing and they like it and they have a, they have a message they want to send. And as long as we're in line with, you know, the values that we can work together. So I've done stuff like that for canola oil, for prunes, for the prune board, things like that. And, and, and we'll talk about this more, I guess, in a sec. But, you know, when you have high quality work out there, it doesn't matter what field you're in, you know, people will take notice if you put enough time into it. And, this day and age, you know, there's always opportunities online if you have a strong presence to do stuff. And that's something I wasn't aware of, you know, when I started. I just did it for – I didn't know what this could become. I just kind of did it. So that's why I always – I literally have a blog on why you should blog. Yeah. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, you know. It sums it up, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting that you mentioned that it's almost a portfolio for your work. Um, I mean, I understand that photographers and creatives have portfolios, but, um, right. you know, I ne never thought to think, oh, scientists should have portfolios, but um, you're exactly right. And, and do you think it provides a bit of evidence on your, like, capabilities and your expertise before someone will then want to go and spend money on your services? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, people, I've had people tell me saying, I like your stance on topics because, you know, people generally are tired of polarizing and fear mongering content mm. for nutrition, which, you know, if people, people who know me and read my stuff know that's quite the opposite of what I do. I try and be level headed and objective. Um, for the most part, that's kind of my hallmark. And I think that first of all, that's what's necessary. And what I tell, you know, 
as much as people need to have an edge to their writing, they also have to be objective, mm. which is lacking right now. And people appreciate that because there's so much pressure associated with the idea of seeing a dietitian or nutrition professional. People are, are, are potentially scared of, of being told what they can and can't eat. And they, they just want someone they can embrace and who has moderate views. And of course, who sounds not what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, I, told, I totally believe that, which is, again, why I tell everyone who will listen to go start a blog. Mm. And yeah, do you think and, and do you think health professionals should put their hands up for um, like unpaid health writing and um, and those sorts of jobs? I think that you know if you want to get your name out there, sometimes you're not like in a perfect world. Yeah, I would like to get paid for every single thing minute of my time. But if a news outlet or a really good opportunity comes around to get my name out. I'm not going to hesitate. And I, I think we talked about this last week, the idea yeah. that if you have a, a website, you know, and you want visits to your website, okay, because that's visits are, are money because people, you know, do Google AdWords, whatever the case may be, there people pay money to clicks on their site. So if you can put your name on a big website in front of a ton of people, that's free clicks. That's like you're getting paid. Like if you get 300 clicks as a result, call that $300 and you got paid for your article. You know what I mean? And that's worth money. There's no question about it. So Maybe, you know, it's, it's all the way, it all depends how you look at it. If there's a big site, a big platform willing to publish your work for free, um, take it because somebody else will, you know, someone mm-hmm. else will take it if you don't totally. and it's your loss in the, in the end, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting. Clicks are a currency now, aren't they? Right. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an expert on SEO and stuff and web stuff, but I believe that's pretty much how it works. Like a yeah. click is worth a, do- a dollar or whatever the case may be, you know, yeah. so. And so do you have any tips for dietitians on how to, um, you know, get into that, get into that game of, of doing writing and putting their hands up and finding media opportunities? Okay. Um, yeah. So I think those are, that's like a few different questions in one. My advice for starting to write is that like a lot of people will tell you to find a, a mentor or someone else. I actually kind of believe the opposite. I think you should just do whatever your gut tells you to do and do whatever you want to do. Um, because someone else is going to tell them to find a mentor. So I might as well not, I might as well not say it. I, I like the idea because what I find is like with writing, especially is when you read too many other people's things, I hope you still read my stuff, obviously, but if you read too much other people's content, it inhibits your own creativity because you've already seen someone you respect stands on topic. So how can you, you know, you can't really reflect on it the same way if you read too many other people's opinions. So if I write a topic on something, Maybe it's already been done. Maybe it hasn't. I don't know. I don't check. I just write it. I research it. I write it as if it doesn't exist and I'm the only one who writes it. And if it shares similarities with someone else's work, so be it. You know, I hope it doesn't. But inevitably, most topics have already been discussed in nutrition. So mm. that's the advice I would give for writing a blog. In terms of finding opportunities, I think there's two ways. There's one is you go look for them, which works to a certain extent. You know, I've I've looked up online publications. Um, that publish nutrition content and I've reached out and said, Hey, here's my blog portfolio. I write stuff. Can I write for you? And I've got money. I've got paid opportunities for that. But most of the opportunities are when people find you because you do good work. If I'm being honest, I found opportunities by hunting for them, but you're almost better served putting in the work and like letting the people come to you because they will come if you do good work. Like that's yeah. a guarantee. So yeah, yeah. totally. And do you think um, being on Instagram has helped that um, as well? Oh yeah. There's no question. Mm. There's no, I don't think I can have a, I don't think I would have a business without Instagram. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but 
uh, Insta- like Instagram is my vehicle to draw traffic to my blogs, right? So obviously, I release a lot of content that's not related to my blogs because I love Instagram and I love I just love being part of it. It's, it's so fun. It's like a leisure. It's a leisure slash professional activity. But Instagram is critical because if I release a blog on Instagram, I put it in my story. That's how people know, right? It's just easy for them. They see it on there, and Instagram is where my following is. And they click on they click on the link, they go read the blog, and they give me their thoughts on it. And it's just a, a lovely thing. And I think Instagram and writing just go like pick vid- images and writing. You know, pictures with a thousand words, and a thousand words with a thousand words, and they go mm-hmm. so well together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think that if you can do it right, you know, or somewhat decently, then you know, it's cool. It's wonderful. One thing um, I love that you do on Instagram are like the challenges and competitions where you get uh, a lot of uh, yeah. people and indeed dietitians um, really engaged, um, you know, and um, it's almost like you come together. <laughs> I wondered if you could talk yeah. more about that and, um, you know, uh, what the, you know, what the purpose or benefits of running those sorts of things on Insta are. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, it's a ton of fun. You know what I mean? Uh, it's really, really fun. And those are just, they come to me on a whim. Like I don't sit down and let me, let me think about a challenge. Like sometimes I'll see an image I have on my phone and I'll be like, ah, like I had a, my, my, my dad had made a face with some walnuts and a banana and I posted that. And a year later I came back to it and I'm like, oh, I can do a food face challenge, you know? And like, it just comes to kind of like whatever it's random, but it's fun because first of all, it's, it's, it's like, it's a little bit competitive as you know, dietitians are competitive people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So there's that aspect. It's, it's just, it's just so fun because then you create like these bonds with people because people who participate frequently, you know, you, I appreciate that people take time of their day. And then there's some sort of like kickback, like you get a shout out or you get to appear on the page, uh, whatever the case may be. Sometimes like I've even given away prizes that I may have purchased or got through some other means, um, so yeah, I highly recommend finding ways to engage, engage other people and just being creative, you know mm. what I mean? In whatever, whatever way you can. And have you met lots of, um, lots of friends and colleagues from doing those sorts of activities? Yeah, I mean, f- for sure. There's because the, when someone, you know, participates in an activity, you're going to, you like message them, you thank them, you say, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, that could turn the future into collaborations. Like, you know, I've done collaborations, well, I'll give you a great example. I mean, this this is obviously going to be recorded later, but there was one Australian dietitian, Stephanie, who participated in a, a, a stupid challenge I did, like sucking on a lemon. And she did that, and then we talked, and then eventually we did a collaboration discussing uh, the Australian Canadian Food Guides, which you guys may or may not have read. It was in the newsletter. Mm. So there's a great example. You know, that just happened. Yeah, so, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have to ask, what's where did the banana phone thing originate from? <laughs> For our audience, we're not using banana phones at the moment, (laughs) but I I hear they're quite, um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's just a random, I mean, obviously, like, that's obviously been done before, you know, obviously, there's other people that put the banana to their ear and pretend it was a phone, (laughs) so I'm I'm not going to pretend I was the first one who did it, but I I guess it's just a, a thing that I would do, you know, it's just, just a silly thing that I've kind of, like, become known for, and it's fun. And um, by this point, by the time this 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 is uh, published, people will know. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna be giving away some actual real banana phones. I will own a real banana phone. Cool. So you're you don't know about that. You'll see about that. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm taking I'm taking it to the next level. No, no, just actual, no fake banana, no just edible bananas. Yeah. Real Bluetooth banana phones. Let so us, yes, that's a 
that's a big deal. Let us know how we can get in on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, stay tuned to my page. You'll, you'll see. So do you have um, do you have any more like uh, strategies on how to grow your following, you know, whether it be on Instagram or people who subscribe to your um, to your blog and whatnot? Yeah, for sure. Well, what the one quick and easy strategy that I could just say right now is if you are a nutrition student or a dietitian, go on Instagram, search by the hashtag dietitian, which will show you everyone who's posted a picture with the hashtag using dietitian. Inevitably, they're all dietitians. Like their photos, follow them because dietitians want to follow other dietitians, okay? That's what I've learned. We want, we like each other, right? Because we're all passionate about food. We're the same, we're in the same profession. So my number one tip is like that. It's easy to relate right now is to go ahead, follow every other dietitian, like their stuff, comment on their stuff and build a base of other dietitians and use that to kind of kickstart you and go from there. And that's kind of a hack, a hack, quote unquote, that I discovered midway through my journey. And it's a great way to grow your account. And it's a great way to see what other dietitians are doing. And then you never know what could happen after that collaborations and all sorts of fun stuff, you know? So that's, that's a good starting point for anyone who's just getting into it. And do you have any tips on um, how dietitians can get better at writing? Yeah. Um, Maybe how you question, did. You know? I, mean, you, I mean, are you, yeah. I understand you, you've, you've got, na- you've got natural talent and it's always been something that you've enjoyed. What do you think about those who wouldn't really right. consider writing as one of their strengths? Yeah, well, I think there's, you know, there's a, there, there's the other, other thing is this is like video is big too. So mm. I'm a, I'm a passionate writer. So I think there's something to be said for like writing is is very valuable. It's a great skill to have, and people should know as well that I'm if they're if they don't know how to use commas and stuff, like don't worry, I don't really know how to use those either. So don't be worried about the technical aspect. Just let the words come out and express yourself. And if you make a few typos, which I make typos all the time, people have to tell, correct me. It's whatever. That's fine. Um, but there's something to be said for f- doing what feels right to you. So yeah, I like writing. I, I up writing and I promote it. But if you are compelled to make videos or draw pictures or do something else, because that's where your strength is, you should do it. Don't do writing mm. just because I say so. But um, I do believe in the value of writing and the way the internet works with SEO and Google searches. You need to have new content on the site for people to find you. Uh, and you, we are competing with a lot of misinformation that's written. So it does help. And in terms of getting better, yeah, I mean, I've always loved writing, but hey, practice, perfect practice makes perfect. If you want, send me your stuff and I'll critique it and have someone like really who's honest give you feedback. And that's probably a good way to do it too. You know what I mean? Because I have had people send me their stuff for, for, for feedback. And, um, you know, and hey, I'm sure there's a lot of people who could, who could ravage my writing with feedback too i just don't want to hear it that's very kind of you to offer Mm -hmm. um and i was gonna say as well you can get tools to help you with like grammar and everything as well so yeah yeah Yeah. um if one wanted to yeah (laughs) if you felt compelled (laughs) have you had any um have you had any really funny past experiences or um unexpected experiences come from your blogging um, yeah, well, I guess one funny thing that happened was a while back, 
And I actually, like, you know, I pride myself on writing, like, good objective content. But I think a year or two ago, I wrote an article on the keto diet that, like, I didn't really research well and was, like, very polarizing and very unlike me. It's still on my site. I didn't take it down. I probably I probably should. And it was kind of bad. And, like, and I was really kind of trashing the keto diet. And, like, I didn't really – wasn't very objective or, or evidence-based, which is, again, not like me. But I had a lot of hate mail as a result. And one of the messages I got was someone told me to choke on my oatmeal. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah. So, I yeah. I mean, I just, I was just laughing at that because that was just the really to get. And I was like, I was like, oh wow, you know that it's legit when you get, uh, you get hate mail from someone. Yeah. But yeah, now I, upon upon reflection, at the time I was a bit defensive, but upon reflection, I actually realized that I didn't do a good job. But um, in terms of other funny stuff, you know, f- funny no, but I do like love when people like you know read my stuff and say, Hey, I liked it. Or Hey, you captured my views on the subject. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that makes me feel good. It makes me smile. Yeah. I, I don't laugh at that, but <laughs> yeah, T- totally. We, we feel the same here at Dietitian Connection. It's so good to get feedback from people and it um, makes you, yeah. makes you know that you're on the right track or maybe if you need to change course as well and deliver well, yeah, you, well, you guys content. Are you guys are obviously doing awesome stuff. Sorry. So, you know, Thank you, yeah. Andy. As are you. <laughs> um, and so, do you have any? Do you have any advice for dietitians or even broadly health professionals? Um, you know, who want to get into this space. Um. Yeah, I, I think that if you have, like, well, first of all, you should be yourself on there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and you don't like Instagram is not a measure of of success by any means. You know what I mean? Like. My sister is a is a is a medical school student. She does have Instagram. Yeah. Okay. She's very successful. So like, you don't need Instagram. Doesn't mean anything, you know. But you can do an, you can do amazing work through Instagram and build a brand and build a business and help a lot of people and educate a lot of people. But if you don't want to do Instagram, it doesn't really matter. So that's kind of what I would say. Like, it's great and it's awesome, but you know, you can do great things without it. It's kind of like funny. Funny enough, I. I think that's an important message too. Yeah, totally. You know? And and find something yeah. that suits you and your personality and, and swim in your own lane maybe. Yeah, but definitely be yourself, be creative. And like I said earlier, don't look like as weird as it sounds because everyone will tell you to find a mentor. So I'll say the opposite. Don't look at too many other people. Do what feels right to you. Mm. Um, and I think that's what I did. And I think um, that works because you don't want to do, you want to be yourself and you want to do something different yeah. um, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So yeah, I'm kind of rambling now, but yeah, yeah some, right. something like that. I definitely, yeah, like that. I definitely think your channel is unique, you know, like I often look to see what you're up to on Instagram and you're, you've got an, you've got a unique style and um, haven't seen that elsewhere. So it's awesome. <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. <laughs> no, it, yeah. well, it's good. It's good to be yeah. unique. There's so much of the no, same no, stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I would so say cool as so well. So I think you're, you're a fan of the memes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Oh, no, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, you know, I just – I just try and have fun, you know, which everyone should be doing. That's that's the point of social media. Like, I know there's a business aspect to it, but we're on there. I think we're all on there to to have fun and to smile a lot as well. I think. And yeah. I think if it, if it's not doing that for you, then do something else instead. It's all good. Yeah, know? totally agree. And so, um, what are your future plans, Andy? Yeah, um, good question. I people always ask me, and I just want to keep doing everything I'm doing at a higher level than I'm doing it now. So I want to do Instagram better, writing better, uh, talking and speaking 
speaking engagements better, private practice better. I like what I do and I'm doing what I love to do and what I had intended to do. So I don't, I'm not going to be an airplane pilot in five years. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'll have a real banana phone in the future, not a fake one, but uh, <laughs> I plan to do everything I'm doing now, but hopefully just better and bigger. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Sounds really cool. And we'll be following along on your journey. <laughs> I shall be following you and maybe even pop by uh, pop by Oz sometime. So I hope so. Yeah, I hope yeah. you can make it here one day. It would be really awesome. Anyway, oh, I'll be there. Don't worry. Thanks so much, Andy. It's been so cool to talk to you. Really nice to um, catch up as well in a, in a more personable format. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me and thanks for everyone who uh, listened and somehow cares about what I have to say. Appreciate it. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. If you haven't already, we would love for you to check out the other episodes that we have available. We speak to trailblazers, dietitians who are doing amazing work within their practice and their businesses, and also those who have really changed and advanced our profession. There's a whole library to choose from. And if you did enjoy the show, it would be so great if you could leave a review for us on iTunes and also uh, to pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends. Thanks again for listening. 